How's it going, everybody? I'm Ryan. He's Abby. We are the Expansion Bros. And though there's not been much hockey, it's a great time of year. It is happy holidays. Actually, there is World Juniors hockey, right? I mean, have you watched watched much of that? I've been watching the Canucks prospects on Team Sweden go off. Shout out Willander, Pettersson, and uh, Lecker Team Sweden, I mean... The home the home crowd is 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 such an advantage in the world juniors, you know, especially for mm-hmm. for European nations. I feel like like well, Canada, too. Right. I feel like in the USA, like we get behind the juniors, but it's not like as big as, you know, when they host it in Canada or Sweden or Finland mm-hmm. or or whenever something's like, you know, those countries, though, you know, the four of us were always vying for medal spots. Now yeah. it's just um you know, they get a little, little boost, right? So maybe Sweden, who people pick to finish third, I think gets that home crowd. And it t- takes one game, right, in the knockout rounds. Yeah, I think Slovakia has been excellent so far as well. They, they've got all those prospects. they got that Minnesota prospect on them. Uh, they got that Sale, or I don't know how you say his name. Uh, EAE Sale, <laughs> you know, from the NHL yeah. and all that. <laughs> Isn't it like Eduard? The... Something like that. Yeah, yeah, I want to say Eduardo or something like that. Um but they've got a Teplicky, I think, as well, or whatever his name is. Um, they've got some good prospects, and they've been exciting to watch. And I think Slovakia as a team, you know, uh, it's been, you know, more recently that they've had like Slavkovsky and um, some more prospects kind of coming up. Uh, so I, I think uh, with World Juniors looking good for them as well, we could see a Boone and Slovakian hockey players. Obviously, you know, we've had like Michael Hanzus, you know, just to, just to throw out a name. Mm-hmm. Uh, and 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 another strong uh, Yaroslav Halak, uh, you know Eric Chernak. You know, just just throw some names out there. Lots of great Slovak. Well, it's players. no surprise Sweden's doing well. You guys let them have Elias Pettersson. Yes, d- d- definitely. Yeah, I mean, lo- with, loaned with, uh, You guys let them have Elias <laughs> Pettersson. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what the Sweden's? I think we have like seven. I, I'm looking at a list right now. We have seven players. Wow. Uh, we got Scott Rotsloff for Canada as a goalie. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's played at all. I think he's like a backup. Uh, but Matthew mm-hmm. Savoy. I mean, hopefully he's got a good tournament. I don't think. I think he registered one point in that ten nothing win over Latvia. Uh, mm-hmm. Yuri Kulik doing great for Czechia. Yeah. Um, and then Anton Wahlberg uh, didn't hear much from him with Sweden. Noah Oslin did score a goal in their five nothing win over Germany. Uh, and Maxim Strabak I, I, apparently it, it has looked pretty good. I haven't caught a game of Slovakia yes. yet, uh, yes. but Strabak apparently looked pretty good. So, so very exciting stuff on the future on the horizon for our teams. Your team's doing a lot better right now than my team. That's for darn sure. Even though you know what, you guys get one or two, one win in the last two games since we last talked. Yeah, so we took on the Sharks and the Flyers. We'll start with the Sharks because I was lucky enough to be there in person. Thank you very much to my lovely cousin uh, for giving me the tickets to go. Um, I was uh, hanging out we'll with my nephew. Hey, you're well. only getting the best here on the Expansion Bros pod. You're only getting the best. We're there. I got half seasons. I get to yeah. wallow in misery. Abby gets to bang <laughs> the glass and cheer for wins. You know, it's, oh, yeah, it's there. Yeah. No, no, definitely. <laughs> uh, it's a, it's a, it was a good game. Uh, it's a, not the type of game I would like to see. You know, I'm, I'm much more of a, if I'm going to the Canucks game, especially in recent years, you know, I like the two, nothing, three, nothing game just because my boy's usually in net. So I don't want to see him let in goals. And, and, and he did let in four goals that game. I so mean, fair, a bit bittersweet, but uh, def- definitely more on the sweet side. Um, uh, seven goals is a great performance. I think we had the last one's an empty letter from Hughes, but uh, overall, um, I think what was talked about is the Canucks have been able to kind of have that proper fight back, right? Because the Sharks, um, especially after that really rough start, they're a no-quit team. They'll they'll catch you up off guard and take games from you that you weren't expecting to lose. And the, there was twice in the game they had the pushback. Um, I think after they were down 2 nothing, they came back and tied it up. And then again, uh, it became 4-3, 5-4. The Sharks were constantly pushing back. But... Um, the Canucks kept getting key goals, and I think uh, they're the only goal scorers in the Sharks game as well, which we'll get to in a second. But uh, that third line is just absolutely on fire. Garland, Dakota Joshua, Teddy Bluger. Uh, uh, fun fact, I met Teddy Bluger's family. Garland uh, might be the best third liner. He makes $5 million. Yeah, so sorry, I, I you go so. with your fun fact. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, no, fun we fact need to hear about Teddy Bluger's family, all right? Um, <laughs> so I, w- I was there with my cousin, his wife. Um, their kids, uh, who are five, uh, no, no, six and four. Um, 
and uh, the, four, the four-year-old, we, they're like these little uh, hockey cars. I don't think I have them with me, but like they're like Demko and Besser and all these guys in them. And he shared some of them with the, the kids next to us. And uh, they're all wearing Bluger jerseys. And it turns out it was Teddy Bluger's family. So I think it was his mom um, asked for like three pucks, so like one for each of the kids. And then she gave one to my younger nephew. And that was like super cool of them. I really appreciate that. If for That's any awesome. reason, Teddy Bluger or, or your family is listening to this podcast, thank you very much. You <laughs> yeah, you made my nephew's night. So thank you very much for that. But uh, yeah, no, it was, it's um a very different Canucks team watching, you know, I think... Uh, I go back to one game. I think it was last year. You might remember. I think the the Sabers had Craig Anderson in net, and they beat us five to one. And the one thing I was I was sitting in the upper mm-hmm. bowl, and the one thing that was repeated through the, the whole game was uh, he's forty one years old, referring to uh, <laughs> Craig Anderson and the fact that we were losing to Craig Anderson, a forty one year old goaltender who. You know, looking back on it, may have been the best goaltender you guys had over the last couple of years. But uh, the point being, he's we weren't getting much there. offense. I mean, yeah, no, it, it, you yeah. know what? He's, it's interesting. Sorry to cut you off. Some of these players actually play really well into their old age. You know, Craig Anderson, Joe Pavelski, you know, I, I would say even Yager to some degree at the end of his career. A lot of these guys played really, really well into their 40s, which is traditionally when you try to dump those guys off and let them go to Europe or whatever. Yeah, right. And it was it's one of those things like, okay, we signed Craig Anderson. The whole fan base was kind of like throw your arms up in the air like that's cool, I guess, like neat. He's here to mentor. And then all Mm. of a sudden I'm like, why isn't Anderson starting every game? Because he's absolutely without a doubt the best goaltender on the roster right now. (laughs) Obviously, at his age, like he can't play three games in in, in four nights or something like that. He can't do it. But with with the way he performed, I mean, man, it's kind of sad that 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 was our best. But hey, you get you get the job done, like you said. Yeah. Um, you get it done. You do whatever you can, um, and you know you guys got it done against San Jose. Played yep. a good game against Philadelphia. Didn't quite get it done there. That bang, bang, bang. Right. It was like Philadelphia scored three goals in like very quick succession, and that kind of put the nail yeah, on the shorty in there guys. as well. It, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't a matter of like not playing well and not, you know, not having fight. Uh, You guys played well, but I mean, I guess that's kind of what I've been talking about. You're going to have those games right when I'm talking about like the PDO regression. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, those of you that have been listening to the podcast, it's been a theme, you know, with the Canucks this season. Right. You guys are are doing great with the save percentage and shooting percentage. It's going to normalize. Those games will happen. But as long as you can keep putting on like good performances, there's nothing to worry about. Yeah, I think we saw that regression in save percentage. Both Demko and DeSmith did not have the best outing save percentage-wise over the last two games. Uh, again, even though the Canucks won that, won that first game, four goals against, and then another four goals against uh, today. Or not today, sorry, uh, in the Flyers game. And like you said, it wasn't their worst performance, but I'm I'm certainly not going to go praising it outside of the third line again, which Teddy Bluger goal, seven-game point streak for Teddy Bluger. Uh, just let the good times roll, right? <laughs> you guys, I mean, honestly, like, that's the thing, though. Like, you guys have had the top-end talent, but, you know, it, it's it's that third and fourth line, that, that sh- those shutdown pairings, the third, the, the guys that get out there, and you're not getting the doors blown off you, right? And, and if they mm-hmm. can, like, that's kind of like bare minimum. Like, if you're even for me, like, goals for, goals against, analytics, whatever. If as long as you're even and you're in the, you know, you're eating up 13 to 16 minutes a night, cool, great. Then my top guys who I can just let let them ride, they don't have to play catch up. They can play with a lead potentially if you guys get a greasy one, right? It's that it's that depth that really makes the great teams go because it allows Mm -hmm. their top talent to play freely. Yeah, I think that's why I'm optimistic for um us making the playoffs and doing some damage in them as well is that we'll have that depth scoring, right? Um, and I, I'm sure at some point this line's going to cool off. There's no third line that just like goes on a 50 game point streak, you know, it just, it just doesn't happen. But uh, right. I, I, I'm confident that, you know, when we need them, they'll step up. And I think that's what's most important. And I think, um, you know, it, it, the Flyers just seem it's twice this year we've lost to the Flyers. John John Tortorella, he just they, can't stop fucking us, man. It's just fucking my boy benched my boy in the in the Winter Classic. I never forgot. I booed him. Luongo mentioned Tortorella in his speech. I made sure when I was at that uh, I was at Luongo's uh, retirement ceremony for the Ring of Honor. I made sure I booed John Tortorella, even though he told us not to. Screw you, John Tortorella. <laughs> Screw you, piece of shit. 
I, I was I was going to say he, he he you know, you may not like him. Clearly, you don't. I don't. But he gets results like, I, you know, mm-hmm. that Philadelphia team last year, they had 75 points. I think they had like the third lowest, fourth lowest. I think it was fourth lowest. I think it was uh, according to DraftKings preseason mm-hmm. point predictions. It was like yeah. San Jose, Anaheim, Columbus, Philadelphia. We're like the, or, or Chicago might have been down there, too, but they're in the bottom five as yeah. far as like Vegas, what they thought their points would be. Um, and you look now and and I mean, they're in second place in their conference. Yes, or, or not conference. I'm sorry. Excuse me. Division, right? They're in yeah, second yeah. place in the division, only behind yeah. the Rangers. Um, they're yeah. tied on points with the Hurricanes. Um, the Islanders are one point behind them. The Devils are four points behind them. So you may see things start to change, but we're, we're, we're two days away from the new year at the time of recording. Who would have mm-hmm. thought the Flyers would be in second place in the Metro? Yeah, no, definitely. I, I have to concede that. I think. Tortorella is definitely a coach that helps uh, a team down on its luck, kind of get that spark in their step. You know, we saw it with Columbus, but um, I think we're going to see it again is that he's also one of those coaches that has a bit of a limited shelf life. Um, It it only works for so long. So maybe this will be great for two, three, even four years, but then eventually we're kind of going to see torts be torts. And uh, eventually that, you know, when they need to be playing young players, he's going to be benching them and all this stuff. And it's fine right now. Again, like, it's worked really well. He seems to motivate them and good for him. Um, and I think that's uh, them buying into his system. That's exactly what's helped the uh, Flyers uh, have such a season where they've done better than expectations. Um, and I think to Rick Tockett, not to insert Rick Tockett into it, but uh, Rick Tockett kind of talked about this. Any sort of system can technically work in the NHL as long as it's, you know, like sound defensively and you have proper structure and, you know, like, you have a plan. Almost any system can work in the NHL. It's just about having the personnel that fits and buys it. So clearly, I, I, when you look at the Flyers team on paper, they don't look that bad, right? Like everyone predicted them to be horrible. But, you know, you got Carter, the hitman heart and, and that, you know, that's a good goalie. I think you've got an OK defensive core. Again, any decor, Back on the up and up. Yeah, any any decor with Rasmus Ristolainen is going to be a suspect in my opinion, but I think they're still solid. Uh, and you look at their forwards, their forwards look pretty damn good. You know, they look, I wouldn't say they're on the Canucks level, but certainly pretty, pretty like kind of similar structure wise where they've got a good top six and then they've got some depth underneath it as well. Um, I uh, It's not surprising to see them do well uh, because of the coaching, but I don't think they'll be able to keep it up for many years. And even this year, I think we'll see a regression to some degree. I think we will, but I think they're definitely going to build on last year. I know we, well, all of a sudden mm-hmm. we've got a Flyers segment on the pod, but, uh, <laughs> uh, but you know, they, they've got decent players. They got Noah Cates and then Cutter Gautier coming up. Michkov is coming at some point. Yeah, that's true. Right. Like, like they've got, they've got some like reinforcements coming to add to this current core. And it's a pretty decent core. It's playing well. I think they're capable of playing the right way in front of Hart to help him out. Um, and I think they're capable of honestly making the playoffs. You know, they're, they've done well enough to this point in the season, right? This is, this is the time when the points are easy to come by, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, when players who haven't come, quite come back yet from their off season surgery or something like that, or, or teams are still trying to figure it out under a new coach or, or teams just fired their coach after a slow. These are the times you can get the point bank them up so that when things get tough later in the season, you drop a close one. It's not going to kill you, you know, so now is the time to get the points. And, you know, to your point about Vancouver, if you guys don't make the playoffs, I'm going to be freaking floored. I'll tell Mm -hmm. you that much. You know, you're talking about making the playoffs. I think you guys can make some noise in the playoffs. The question is, are you on the level of the top teams like your record says you are right? Are you a Colorado? Are you a Vegas? Um, Really looking at the playoff picture, if it ended today, those are probably the only two teams that I'd say are bang on better than the Canucks. Yeah. With, with very little hesitation, I'd say those are the two teams. Other than that, I think you have a debate about the LA Kings. Can their goaltending yeah. still hold up? You know, yeah, definitely. Um, Winnipeg. What, what, what is Winnipeg this year? Right. They've got mm-hmm. 44 points. Sure. But what, what really are they? Dallas has taken a little bit of a step back, but they're a team that can yeah. get hot. But I still, I still like Vancouver's complete roster um, ability to score too. Arizona young team. I don't think that you'd really struggle with them. And then Nashville, Nashville, they're a fine roster, but you know what? They they feel like the flyers type roster to me where it's a good team 
sure you can make the playoffs, but nobody's picking you to win the cup, right? So I think Vancouver right now is positioning themselves in a great spot. Now we'll see, right? Minnesota makes the playoffs. That thing makes things trickier. Edmonton makes the playoffs. That makes things trickier. But honestly, you guys are, even with those two teams, you guys are at least top five team in the West and anything can happen. Yeah, nope. That's why I think uh, they say hockey is the most, uh, not erratic. I forgot what the term is. It's uh, where things are based more on luck than skills um, sometimes. Uh, yeah, the... random. <laughs> R- random? No, there's a term for it, but it's escaping me right now. Uh, yeah, there's there's yeah. like a scale. It's like football's all the way on that side, and then basketball, and then hockey or whatever. But the point is, it's like, it's like what they say, right? Anything can happen in, uh, in a series, right? All it takes is a hot goalie at the right time or, you know, the right bounces, and an uh, underdog can upset uh, a t- uh, uh, you know, the president's trophy winning team. You know, I, I know that all too well as a Canucks fan. Uh, <laughs> But, but yeah, well, uh, I mean, look at what happened with Florida last year. They snuck in one point ahead of the Sabres and yeah. almost won the whole dang thing. Now, they, they yeah. did run into the better team in Vegas for sure. Yeah. You know, the, the hot goalie only got them so far. Boston's crazy season. Maybe they burned out too much. I don't know. I'm not going to dissect last season. But like, like you said, yeah. Florida makes the playoffs, can make the Stanley Cup. It really you never know. But I think I think you guys are positioning yourself well. I think you guys just need to keep doing what you're doing. I mean, I love to bring up points percentage. I know you guys are second in points, but when we talk about points percentage, you guys are still in fourth, right? So mm. you guys are second in the conference, uh, still looking very good. Wow, Vegas has been pretty cold lately. Well, I guess yeah. five they won last five night, isn't that but they cold. lost the last two before that. Yeah. Yeah, so they're slipping up a little bit, but it's like, but you guys are right there, and it, it's really exciting because mm-hmm. we'll have something to talk about in the spring on this podcast because – Looking at the Sabres, I don't think we're going to have much to talk about other than, like, let's talk about the draft. Let's run the draft lottery. Well, I Speaking think trade of, deadline, too, on. as I'm, well. I'm going to. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Go ahead. I'm going to run oh. the draft lottery simulator. Okay. okay. Never, never too early. Not even in the new year yet. But let's run the lottery. <laughs> I was, I was going to say. We're already there. <laughs> we, we can. We'll, um, next year, we'll still have the opportunity to talk about trade uh, up to the trade deadline. You know, what acquisitions how the Sabres can try and build for the future or, you know, maybe they heat up and they win 10 in a row. So what are they going to add? You know, Uh, so we'll see the Sabres can make it real interesting for us. I mean, if they won 10 in a row, they would still be at 42 and 46. They'd still be sub 500 points percentage if they won 10 in a row. (laughs) No, I'm sorry. I did my I did my math wrong. Uh, Uh, I don't think they were that bad. They'd have 52 and 46, which still isn't that great considering they went on a 10 game winning streak. Yeah. I mean, so that would get us to in 46 games. That is 92. That's 92 possible points. And they'd have 46 out of those possible 92 or 42. 42 out of those possible 96. Like they'd still be. Listen, my, my point is I'm, I'm completely checked out of even trying to think like that. This team has zero fight, zero backbone, zero hustle. They've got a ton of skill. They've got no willingness to get to the front of the net though. That's, that, mm-hmm. I, I, that's the one thing. That's the one thing I don't, I don't, I don't have much written down because I can fire off the cuff with my, my frustrations about this team. But the one thing yeah. that I had in my head was, Looking at Bedard's game against Winnipeg, where yeah. he scored the two goals, right? Yeah. Scored that nasty, nasty snipe in mm-hmm. overtime. Yeah. But he set him and his team up to get to overtime because he did the dirty work. He fired yeah. a great shot from the circle. Didn't go in. Crashed the rebounds. Yes, that cool between the legs, but he's still crashing the crease. And then yeah. he gets a third one off because he went to the front of the net. I can't remember the last time we saw somebody in a Sabres uniform crash the net like Bedard did. Bedard, 18-year-old <laughs> that just got drafted. Yes, he's elite. He's amazing. He's supposed to be the next McDavid. Him and Crosby, blah, 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 blah. He's all, all the skill in the world. That's uh-huh. great. So many players in the NHL have skills. So many players on the Sabres have just as much skill. Hello, Tage Thompson. Alex Tuck's a great player. Should be going to the net like Bedard. Meanwhile, uh-huh. this 18, this teenager has more fight and grit and willingness to crash the net than six foot four Alex Tuck. Like, hello. Listen, I'm the analytics guy. I know I'm not like supposed to be like hit somebody, but come on. <laughs> Oh, well, ah. I, I think that's our sign to move on to the Sabres. I want to touch on one thing first before we 
officially move on. Uh, I, I think you mentioned okay. on, on Twitter there was a mention of um, Demko not getting enough games. I just wanted to clarify that. He's yes. played 25 games this year, which is seven less than he's played all of last year. Um, so I, I'm I'm not exactly in the urgent um, mood to give Demko more games. Obviously, you know, he's our starting goaltender. He should be getting the lion's share of games. He is getting the lion's share of games, right? The Canucks have played 36 games, right? And Demko has played 25 of them. Uh, so that means Smith's got 11. I think that's a perfectly fine ratio. That's more than two to one uh, for Demko, right? So... Um, mm-hmm. I just want to dismiss that. I think that's just fine. And especially, I think that's a good thing that we're giving to Smith games because that means we can ride Demko a lot harder when we need him, pause, um, down the rest of the season. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I honestly, like when you put it that way, maybe he's not been playing a lot as as of late. I mean, you guys just haven't had a lot of games mm-hmm. as of late. And that was one thing, yeah. you know, uh, that that I, I know I looked at your schedule you guys have one, two, three, four, five, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight games in 14 days to start yeah. the new year. Mm, you know, you play great. Ottawa, St. Louis, New Jersey, the Rangers, you know, one day off in between all of those. You play the Rangers and the Islanders back to back, get one day off, play the Penguins, get one day off, play the Sabres, get one day off, play the Blue Jackets, yeah. fly home, get two days off and play the Yotes, right? So that stretch yeah. is going to be tough. and. Yes, if Demko's not been playing much lately, maybe it's because Tockett's got an eye towards this stretch that, hey, we got a game every other day to start 2024. We're going to need him as fresh as we can have him. No, definitely. And I'm I'm hoping he's thinking that far in foresight. You know, that, that'd be a pleasant thought. And he's not just like, oh, I feel like the Smith today. Go on now. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, just flip the coin. Tells um, it's Demko. Oh, it's heads. Go to Smith. Ah, shit. Yeah. But uh, no, no, I, I'm, I'm hoping it'll help, it'll help us, especially during that stretch. And then um, we've already played. I think we're either tied for the most or like the second most games in the NHL. So hopefully that means, you know, even though we have this tough stretch coming up, that uh, come February, March, we'll have a little more time to rest than another team. So hopefully that plays into our advantage. Because you guys have played a lot of games already. And, and you know, like, and, mm-hmm. and that's why I use points percentage, because at this point, you guys have played more games than most. Te- I, I, it's not like you guys have played 10 more, right? But you guys yeah. have played a couple more than everybody else. So points percentage <laughs> gives us the most accurate. Uh, and speaking of points percentage, the Sabres are third last in the conference on points percentage. And speaking of points percentage, if the Sabres were to do that, go on that 10 game winning streak, like you mentioned, um, they would have a 56 percent points percentage which would be good enough for two spots back of the wild card number two. So they'd still be out of the playoffs with a 10 game winning streak. They'd be sitting at a 56% points percentage, which if you multiply that times the whole season, that's 92, 93 points. So they'd be right there, right? You get hot again, but we're asking now for a 10 game winning streak just to get back into it. It's over. Like it's, Listen, That's I so wanted bad. I wanted to start I wanted to start this 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 podcast off a couple episodes ago and mm-hmm. last one too. I didn't want to, you know, completely doom and gloom, but guy it's over. The season is over. It doesn't matter. None of the remaining 50 games matter. We're, congratulations Buffalo. You you built up so much goodwill last season. The whole mm-hmm. spring, all of a sudden, the city start. You started to turn heads. Like, oh, Buffalo, the the, the Bills lost a really heartbreaking one to Cincinnati. Okay, yeah. get over that a couple weeks later. Hey, this the Sabers team. Like, they're making a. They're like there. They're close. They're making a yeah. bit of a run at it. Okay, Tanks and we get boys. down there. We get. Yeah, we get one game out. Levi comes up. Oh my God! It's the savior. It's the goalie of the future. We mm-hmm. missed the playoffs by one point because of a kicked in goal against the Islanders. Something and you about build up all this good guys, huh? foot in the crease, kicking yeah. in. Just you guys just stop wearing feet. skates. Yeah, <laughs> not a foot guy. Um, <laughs> but 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 then all summer, you know, like positive, good vibes. Like, hey, we're gonna run it back. Tage Thompson and, and Tucky go on the Empty Netters podcast talking about like, hey, we our goal is not just to make the playoffs. Our goal is to win the cup. Like we saw what mm-hmm. happened with Florida. We think we got it grouped talent enough i'm like oh my god like yes like i'm listening to this thing in like september i'm fired up october comes i'm fired up and congratulations buffalo you've managed to take 
a team that who's like you've been out of the playoffs for 12 years, 13 years. It's going to look like now, but the fan base had kind of like forgotten about you. The building's empty. You bring them back. They're in there. The building sold out for the last bit of the season. You get their interest and you couldn't even keep it to Christmas. You couldn't even keep the season interest alive to Christmas. Congratulations, guys. You think you can win the cup? How about winning two in a row? The Sabres have not had a three-game point streak this season, or they've done it once. They haven't won back-to-back games more than once. We're talking about they need a 10-game winning streak to make it to the playoff conversation? Are you kidding me? Oh, and Darlene is going to come out and say, oh, well, Donnie caught too much heat. Uh, I can't believe the fans would boo Donnie and chant fire him. So we really showed him. You know what you showed? You showed the Leafs that they don't have a goalie. You didn't show anybody that you could do anything. Oh, congratulations. <laughs> you beat Toronto with Samsonov in net. Well, he, well, you were flinging beach balls at him. He couldn't stop him. <laughs> and then you bounce right back. You played fine and at, like you played fine against the Rangers, right? You did yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. But Absolutely. then Uko Pekalukinen says, see ya, goes and grabs a Tim Hortons coffee in <laughs> overtime, leaves the front of the net wide open. And then against Boston, you lay the biggest egg ever, right? You should mm. be excited to get back after the break. You get three days off Christmas holidays. Hey, boys, like I missed you. Like, you know, you're not these guys aren't that old, right? We were talking the average age of like, what, 23 I'm yeah. 24 on the roster. Like, come on, you guys aren't going home to like tons of kids. And oh, well, my kids are like 12 now. No, no. Mm-hmm. You be pumped to get back. And Boston's on a skid. So, you know, you're going to get their best shot. They get to get refreshed Four games, skid. Their special teams were at a nosedive and you get bodied. You let up three power play goals and you get mm-hmm. a four on three, a five on four and a five on three and register zero shots on goal in all three of them. Ooh. That's the really Sabres. The Sabres are the only team in the NHL to have under 50 high danger chances for on the power play. You have an extra man. You are easy to play against. And you want to criticize us, the fans, for saying to fire your coach because you guys sleepwalk through every first period, give up a goal and then quit. You guys just mail it in after the first goal. I told you the stat. This was a few, a couple of weeks ago. It's probably worse now after the Boston game, but the Sabres have only scored the first goal. I think like 13, 14 times so mm-hmm. far this season in the games where they don't, which is like 20 some at this point, um, they give up the first goal of the game, right? So they, they're down one, nothing. Yeah. 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 Opposing teams score on average three goals before the Sabres answer. Yeah. They score three. It is at least three or four to one or it's at least three or four. Nothing before you guys decide to get your act in gear and respond. This team is done. This season's over. It's pointless. Shuffle some things. Who cares? I Don't buy tickets. Don't go to the game. It's not worth your time. It is pointless. It is meaningless. If they're not going to show heart, I'm not going to show heart because I really don't care at this point. The Bills are looking great. They can yep. make a Super Bowl run. February comes. I'm out. I'm out. Like, peace. Like, like what are we doing here? If they're not going to, if they're not going to care about the results, why should I, why should I be here getting animated on our podcast about the Sabres uh, and the Canucks? If the Sabres don't even care about the game, they're getting paid millions to play. Yeah, no, definitely. And I think to speak to that stat you mentioned, it just speaks to a lack of fight, right? You're down three, nothing four nothing before you score a goal. That's just, there's no pushback. There is no fight. You have to, you know, that that's where you got to figure out something. If you're not scoring, shoot more. If you're not shooting, fight, hit, do something, create, generate something. And you're dead on. Uh, those Buffalo Bills are looking good. So there, there's some positivity. Uh, Dion Dawkins from Yardy Snow University and uh, James Cook were in attendance for that Boston game. And uh, they did watch the Sabres lay that big fat egg. So that, I think that makes it hurt just a, just a little bit more. Yeah. It's just, you know... Maybe I'll be the nice guy here uh, after my massive rant there and say their PDO has been horrible. It's a nine. It's a nine eight eight and they're due for some luck. But I'm sorry. Hockey's full of luck, like you said, and you couldn't luck your way into two wins in a row. You've done that once. Yeah. No. What? 
consistent hockey is so much about consistency right we like i i've both the episodes we've had i've talked about the consistency you know and on defensive structures and back checking and forechecking but consistency is also consistency in results not just efforts right the good teams string together three four five wins they do and if you can't string together three game point streaks or, or like three wins even consistently it's just not going to be a good result for you and we've seen that with the sabers inconsistent effort you know like we said you go from beating the brakes off toronto's garbage goalies to losing a you know in a good effort to the rangers and then just having no effort against the the bruins you know it's it's a a total shift you know shifts in effort shifts in results shifts in everything and it just makes them a really hard team to predict you know if you drop i don't know how much tickets are ryan but you know let's say you drop a hundred bucks on your ticket or what is that a fair amount to say you're gonna drop on a ticket yeah yeah you drop a hundred bucks on a ticket you know 10 15 bucks for beers you know another 10 15 bucks for some cheap stadium food you know maybe a popcorn and a pizza you know you're, you're out you're out what 125 bucks 130 bucks and then you go watch the Sabres See, lay an egg. Is that even worth it? Is is that worth it? Or do you want to go buy a triple A video game that's going to entertain you for 30, 40 hours? I don't know, man. All of a sudden, the Sabres game doesn't look so good. And I'm sure or you could spend that money and go to a Bills game and probably have a much better time with a tailgating and all that stuff, probably for cheaper. And you can spend more money on beer or, or whatever it is you want to spend it on and maybe even get a T-shirt because you have that much money left over and you actually had a good time <laughs> instead of sitting there getting tortured the whole game where it's like, can you guys do something? They've scored three goals. Can you do something. Hokum. Well, the thing is, the, the Bills tickets, the Bills tickets are like 200 bucks a ticket at this point. Oh, right? yeah, we're yeah, we're yeah. kind of they're good. We're though. kind yeah, of yeah. excited. Right. But, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but OK, so tomorrow, tomorrow, the Sabres play the Blue Jackets at home. 5 mm. p.m. game on a Saturday. Yeah. 81 bucks to get in to watch this team play the Blue Jackets. 81 bucks. And it's $18 for a blue light at the game. Plus another bucks. 15 bucks for a cheeseburger. It's, I mean, it, this this team, they, they've gone on three, three game point streaks this season. Three. They've been able to get a point in three consecutive games, three times, three or more. I, They've not gotten more than a three game point streak yet this season. They haven't able, they haven't been able to get four games where they got a point. Yeah. It's like all you need is the loser point. I'm not even asking for two at this point. <laughs> like just <laughs> asking to win, just lose it over time. <laughs> like honestly, I, this is just this is this is turning into a, a rant session. There is like almost no analysis coming from me. But at this point, I'm done. Uh, why would I? Why would I do my homework? I will do my homework for the next episode. Don't worry, I'll come with more depressing <laughs> stats for you. Oh, oh boy. here's one off the top of my head. The last time the <laughs> Sabers made the playoffs, I was 14 years old. I'm 26. I'm getting my master's degree, and I'm married. <laughs> the last time Yay! he got a woman. Yay! Yes, yes, great. But like, <laughs> but focusing on the hockey, I was in high school. I was a freshman in high school the last time the Sabres made the playoffs in a league for the last decade where over 50% of the teams made the playoffs over 50% before we expanded to Vegas and Seattle. And now 50% of the teams make the playoffs and you guys couldn't make it once. How many times have that? Oh man. Okay. Since the Sabres last made the playoffs, they have had over a 50% points percentage, over 50%, um, just one time. They've had 50% or better twice. Uh, that was the 48-game lockout season. They had 50% points percentage. And last season, yeah, they've had under a 40% points percentage, one, two, three, four times. Under 45, and, and we're talking 12 seasons. You're talking a third of the seasons you've had sub 40% points percentage. Those and yes, horrible the sins of the sins of the past team are not applicable to this current team, says Captain Kyle Oposo, who's been here for 12. It's on you, Kyle. You're part of the problem, buddy. Hello. I, I, I just want to see a pulse at this point. At this point, I just want to see a pulse. I want to see I, I, I want to see fight at this point. I don't care about wins and losses anymore. I care about Darlene 
calling BS at the fans and talk after the mm. game saying we did this for ourselves and the coaching staff. After you dominated Toronto, you know this city loves to beat Toronto, Tucky. You know it because you grew up a Sabres fan. Buffalo's yeah. buzzing the next morning. The Tim Hortons line, everybody's getting free coffee because the guy in front of them paid, right? Mm-hmm. Because we beat the Leafs. It's just fun, right? Because it's a rivalry and we love it. Ryan Miller mentioned it in his uh, Sabres Hall of Fame acceptance speech, right? That he, he'll never forget the vibes the next day after we beat the Leafs. And you're going to mm-hmm. trounce the Leafs like that and say, oh, we did this for ourselves and the coaches. And then immediately turn around and just lose just uh, uh, lose the game to the rangers which they will they did play well and then mm-hmm. they dropped the ball um and then lay an egg against boston like i'm not gonna forget those comments as you guys were pissed at us the fans for saying fire donnie because you guys have been severely underperforming expectations there is yeah. almost nobody on this roster that is p- performing at or above expectations the only guys yeah. i'd say are performing there would be paterka benson ryan johnson that's it. Everybody yeah. else, you suck. Pick it up. No, I, I totally agree. Those comments were disrespectful to the fans. And I think for for a group that cares so much, and we see it, you know, I don't want to use the term Bill's Mafia for the Sabres. But, uh, you know, as much as you've seen, the Buffalo fans, they care a lot. They do great things. You guys have, like, those things where you guys, like, just start donating to other teams, like, charities and stuff, you know? Like, you're you're, like, a lot of teams dream fan bases. And I think the Sabres are definitely taking uh, you guys for granted right now. So that's, that's, uh, I, I hope they get, get some introspection and realize they have some amazing, amazing fans who they've been torturing for years. Kyle Akpozo. <laughs> um, uh, and, and, and I hope, you know what, it's, it's tough right now. Cause you guys are kind of in between, you know, it's kind of how the Canucks were for a long time where they weren't bad enough to get the best players, you know, the Bedards, the Eichels, the McDavid's, all these guys, right. Not, not to, let's bring up the guy you guys did get but you know right now you guys are kind of in that area where you're just like you're not good enough to make the playoffs but you're not bad enough to get the best players so it's 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 tough right now and you needed the right thing whether it's a it is firing donnie granado or whether it is you know those minor deck chair swaps that get it going kind of like it did with the flyers or you know whatever it is you guys need something to change. So either you hit the rebuild switch, which honestly, you guys just came off a rebuild. So I don't think you guys should do that. Or you guys make some major no. big uh, buys uh, and acquisitions, or you shuffle the jack tears and hope for the best no. until you find the right thing and you then you build from there. Listen, there are guys on this team that like I'm, I, I would get rid of, like uh, Oposo, Olafson, uh, Gergensen's. Mm-hmm. The Eric Johnson signing like was great, but he should be in the press box coaching, not on the ice. The Clifton signing looks like a dud, right? Mm-hmm. There's a couple, but I mean, you look at the talent on the roster. There's no need to rebuild or retool because the mm-hmm. pipeline is stocked. The yeah. roster has enough top six talent, to, you know, Jack Quinn, Dylan Cousins, JJ Paterka, second line, uh, top line of Tuck. Uh, Skinner Thompson that's fine then you've got Casey mm-hmm. Middlestad Jordan Greenway Zach Benson is your third line okay sure Oposo Krebs uh, another oh, top 10 pick in the NHL draft right and then Olafson right that is a forward core that should not be getting steamrolled every night no, it's out there the defensive core you got first overall pick Rasmus Dahlin first overall pick Owen Power you got Matias Samuelson who looked like a good shut down defenseman last year ryan johnson all of a sudden a former first round pick is looking pretty good they just recalled him from rochester uh not sure we talked about that before we hit record right um mm-hmm. and then connor clifton oh yoyoki haru's been fine like at, like the goaltending situation it's it's up in the air but it's because they don't play the right way in front of the goalies i think yeah. levi i think tomry i think upl are all serviceable you we can make the playoffs with them you, you see la doing it with phoenix copley and cam talbot who look terrible in ottawa another team mm. that doesn't play good in front of their own goalie right yeah you know you can see these other teams do it because they play the right way Granado, yes, instilled confidence, and these guys all of a sudden found their game. Now get a coach that can get them to play a game that wins. I, I'm mm-hmm. sorry, but at this point, like, there's coaches that get fired for a lot less. Listen, I yeah. don't want to say, like, oh, we should fire Donnie just because, but there are coaches that get fired for a lot less than this. 
I think this actually, again, it, this it's feels not very a matter finesse. of rebuild, retool, needing more talent. It's getting mm-hmm. the talent we have to play the right way. I mentioned like people want to say, oh, we need more Tom Wilson's on this team. It's like, no, you need mm-hmm. you need Tage Thompson and Alex Tuck to play like they're six, six. I know they're goal scorers, but then crash the crease. Connor Bedard, yeah. the 18 year old just did it and he got rewarded. Like I, there's plenty of examples. And I'm sure you have examples of guys that may not be the biggest, but they play big. Heck, yeah. Zach Benson is one of those guys. Zach Benson is always chopping at the bit. Those WHL kids, they're crashing the net, man. I'll tell you what, they love the crease. You you need a greasy one so you can get a pretty one. You know, that, that, that's yeah. how it is. And it's just like they're this you're so easy to play against when you don't make it tough on the opposing team. Connor Bedard, 5'10, 185. Alex yeah. Tuck, 6'4, 220. <laughs> yeah, but I, Bedard made a play that I haven't seen Tuck make ever. I shouldn't say ever, but you know, all at all this mm. season. So I've I think I've ranted enough about the state of the Sabres, and, and you know, maybe we can talk more. We'll see what the next week holds for us between then and now. If we go on a little bit of a win streak, maybe I'll I'll come back with something more. Maybe I'll do yeah. some analysis of what needs to change. Really, like what do I think needs to change? But for now, that's my thoughts on the Sabres. I don't know how much you have to add to that, Abby. I got a little bit. I think uh, I, I think uh, going back to your coaching thing, this very much reminds me of the Canucks where we had Bruce Boudreau, who, you know, helped Kuzmenko score almost 40 goals, who, you know, brought that confidence, you know, at the end of not last year, but the year before. Oh, no, sorry. What's yeah, the year before um, kind of had the Canucks had that pep in their step. And, you know, they had a really good end to the season. And you thought, OK, they're going to carry this over um, into the new year or into the new season, right? which it never they never do. They always tell ourselves that to make ourselves feel better, but they never do carry that over. Um, and uh, he got everyone confident in scoring, and then it just fell apart last year. Demko got hurt. We were playing Colin Delia as our starter at some point, and that was just sad. Um, but uh, the point was we needed someone to who would get the confidence back, and Boudreaux did that. But then after that, we were in the same stage as you are now, where we needed someone to bring structure and make them buy into a system and play it. And that's exactly what Talkett did. So I don't know who that coach would be for you guys. It might be Craig Berube. Um, you know, he's a Stanley Cup winning coach. Maybe he's the guy. Uh, I don't think it'd be Jay Woodcroft. I think Woodcroft is more the similar style to Bruce Boudreau. Um, kind of the strong offense. And especially think- since he's left, Edmonton's defensive structure has been better. So he's probably not the guy for you guys. But uh, Craig Berube, or I'm not, I'm not sure who else is out there. Someone kind of like that, a veteran coach who can make sure the guys are hustling back on defense and getting into the dirty areas and you know, I'll, I, another example I'll give you, uh, often compared to a garden gnome, and I think shorter than me in real life, Connor Garland, you know, we call it the best third liner in the NHL. He gets <laughs> in the dirty areas. He's in the corners. He's in front of that. And he's tiny. You know, he looks like you see him next to Tyler Myers and you think who let the kid on the ice, you know, um, and, you know, he's in the dirty areas. So if he can do it, you're absolutely right. Tage, massive Tage Thompson and big boy Tuck can absolutely do it too. They have no excuse. And that's how you score goals in this league. You know, we talked about it with expected goals. You know, even if it's not the biggest expected goal, you're going to get so many more whacks at it when you're in the crease. And you know what? You will get some high danger opportunities because you're in the crease because the net is right there. The net is two feet away. If you make the puck go you know one foot that way it's gonna cross the line and you're gonna score if you're out by the boards taking shots from the side it's so far away it could get blocked if you're in front of the net yes the goalie's right there and it's hard to angle it but it's just you have to get lucky you shovel it in and especially if you're a big guy guess what you got muscles you can muscle it over the goalie you can muscle it past the defender you can muscle it into the right area i'm using this comb as a hockey stick so you can see me muscling it but the point is when you're a big boy you can score goals in front of the net that's that's basically how chris Kreider scored 90 percent of his goals in his entire career is in front of the net tipping it or banging it home and, and he scored 40 goals so I, I i think you'd be perfectly happy if tucker or uh, Tate Thompson scored 40 goals. So just, you have your model right there. It doesn't have to be pretty stuff. Banger home. But yeah. yeah. I, I, oh, I, I, and by the way, you mentioned a couple coaches that led me to search for who's available. Yeah. Uh, you know who I would really like right now? Guys, like Gerard Gallant. Mm, that's a great idea. Yeah. 
I think that would be a, a pretty good hire for this team. That's just me. But, you know, I think that that, that structure, you know, it, it's what we need. Um, obviously, he's familiar with Alex Tuck, um, mm-hmm. took him to the to the Stanley Cup finals with him. So um, yeah. then after he got I mean, the guys only had what? Three seasons that was back when he was with the Blue Jackets in the early 2000s. So I don't get pin much on him for that. But since the year since he got his second coaching gig in 2014, he's not had a points percentage of under 55 percent. He's a winner. I would take 55 percent right now. Yeah. So I don't know. That's it's not it's not on me. It's not even an open uh, position, but just thought that we should talk about that. Speaking of something we should talk about before Mm -hmm. we move on to our third segment. The Sabres did not win the draft lottery in this running of the Tankathon uh, <laughs> simulation. Dang. Who was still p- picking sixth? Uh, San Jose actually got to stay at one. Columbus oh. moved up two spots. And then Chicago and Anaheim dropped to three and four. So Ottawa at five and Buffalo at six. Oh, where's Vancouver? They're 28th. Gee, you guys did win yeah. the lottery. <laughs> <laughs> Never been so happy to lose the lottery. <laughs> But as you guys know, we like to just do a little bit of everything in between here in the third segment. So since there wasn't much going on in the NHL this week, uh, we talked about buyers and sellers last week. We can update things like that in the future. Abby and I are going to do a blind ranking of NHL teams, basically a power ranking. But if you don't know how to blind ranking works, I am going to generate five different teams here. We have to rank them one to five without knowing what the next team is. We cannot mm. move teams after we put them there. Um, and 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 once they're there, they're there, right? So if I say the Sabres are at one and then all of a sudden the Canucks come up, I can't move the Sabres. So you, you live with what you live with what you say. So, Abby, yeah. are you ready for the uh, blind ranking of the teams? Yes, I'm ready. And if I make a mistake, get ready to get gaslit so hard. I'm going to justify this no matter how <laughs> bad it is. I promise you. <laughs> I can't. I can't wait. I, I want you to accidentally say Sabres at one and then just have to defend <laughs> after my rant. Hey, Shopson is a unicorn. Don't you argue with me. <laughs> <laughs> he is a unicorn. But anyway, our first team on the list here are the Montreal Canadiens. Oh, those French Canadians. That's a tough one. I'm going to go number four. <laughs> Uh, see, I want to go four so I can save five. But realistically, what are the odds that I generate another team like uh, that? Uh, we get another team that's like I, there's only a couple teams I would really put behind Montreal. Right. I put Buffalo, Columbus, um, San Jose, Chicago, Anaheim. That's not oh Ottawa would be in there, too. I wouldn't put many teams. So I'm going to put I'm going to put Montreal at five. That's no slight to Montreal. It's just I'm trying I'm trying to play my odds here that we're going to get teams generate teams better. So. Um, OK. All right. So, Abby, you've got you've got the Canadians at four. I got them at five. Uh-huh. Our next team here is the Colorado Avalanche. Ooh. Which I think you go first this time. I don't know, man. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna put them at two. I'm gonna put the Colorado Avalanche at two because I love the Avs. McCarr, mm. McKinnon, McKinnon's sick right now, dude. He's he's on freaking fire. But I, I I can definitely see myself arguing that there are a couple teams that I would be willing to put above them still on the list right now. There's a couple. There's not many. It's it's the same thing with the Canadians One, argument. Two, but I, I I feel like I could argue three four. <laughs> screw it we're going one colorado one locking it in bang there you go yeah you know looking back on it i might have wanted to do that myself uh but uh but i don't know i i just have a feeling i, I again i don't i don't have the list i'm running a random generator over here so i don't know mm-hmm. what's next i'm sure uh, but i just think i think there's gonna be that i think there's gonna be that one team that i got i just have to put it one and i want it to be there all right. Next, we have the Winnipeg Jets. Oh, now this is a fun one because you've got two this and is, five taken. So you got to pick between three and four here, I think. Oh, what Unless. you do? I'm like, I'm going to put them at one. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. <laughs> no, I'm not going to put them at one. But you're first. You're first this time. I get to stew on it. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, so, see, I have two and three, so I, I think I'm okay. I, I can't make a bad decision here. 
Um, I'm going to throw Winnipeg at three. I'm, I'm going to follow your lead there. I don't want to put them at four. Um, right. Cause there, there's some teams behind them that I think might be better than they are. Uh, but you know, like I'm thinking like if I, if we get a Carolina, a, a, a Toronto, um, yeah. you know, if one of those teams pops up, maybe I'd want to put them a, a, ahead of the jets, but, but no, I think, I think we're looking good right now. So I still have one and four available. You have two, two and, and five. five. Yes. Oh, I, I hope the Canucks could become the, your blind ranking team at five. Oh, that would be amazing. Oh, please. No. <laughs> Come on. Give us the a next Ox. team is the Anaheim Ducks. Yes. Yes. Five. <laughs> All right. Well, I got Anaheim at, at, at four then. Cause wow. I'm going to put them at one. Wow. You think the Ducks are so good. They're so good. Aren't they? Hey, they're, they're they're Zegers did a Michigan the other day. That's that's all I have to say. <laughs> Zegers scoper. He can twist his stick. Look at that. <laughs> Zegers pressed the Y button. Look at him. He's so good at this. <laughs> yeah. All right, all right. All right. So so you still have what two left? You yeah. got number two. And what do you have? You have. I still have number one left. Okay. I still have number one. Oh, here we go. Oh, my God. This could be brutal. We're going to get Chicago. The Pittsburgh Penguins. Oh. Ouch. My list was so perfect. Damn it. Oh. Okay. My so. my list was my list was okay. My list was okay. I didn't. I, I should have put Colorado at one. Um, I might have then put, you know, if I put Colorado at one, I would have had Winnipeg probably at two. Mm-hmm. Maybe I don't know. Maybe I over. Maybe I overthought about how how, how many good teams that we could possibly get. Uh, but what's mm-hmm. what's your list? What what was your final rankings? My final rankings were Colorado at one, Pittsburgh at two, Winnipeg at three, Montreal at four, and the Ducks at five. I am happy with three or four of those five placements. Just Pittsburgh. <laughs> yeah, I, I. You know what? Based on what we got, I would flip Pittsburgh and and uh, Winnipeg for you too. But you did mm-hmm. better than I did. you know listen if we were if we were doing this in the pre if we were doing this in the preseason people might believe me a bit more now Mm -hmm. that we're almost halfway through the season this list is not great Uh, yeah one is pittsburgh two is colorado (laughs) (laughs) but but three is winnipeg four anaheim five montreal so Listen, uh, I slighted Montreal a bit there. I should have put them at four Mm -hmm. um, and I wasn't as aggressive with Colorado. Right. I mean, we would have had the same list if I would have just just done that. Right. (laughs) So I'm glad we have different lists. That was fun. Um, You know, I'll get like other things, probably like goal scorers and I just get a list of all players or something like that. Find something like that. Goal scorers, assisters, um, goaltenders. That would be fun. I think you'd like that one. So I don't know. That's something for the future. That's all I have to say on this podcast. Have you got anything else for everybody? Uh, I just want to say for those uh, who celebrated, uh, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and coming up, uh, Happy New Year to you all. This episode is going to drop on New Year's Day, so have a Happy (laughs) New Year. Hope everybody partied hard, and you're listening to this one nice and relaxed after you had a great new year can't wait to see you guys all in 2024 that's it for us we're the expansion bros and we will see you guys in the next one peace